When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. Okay, Derek Scott spinning some The weekend. That's right. I believe, is that I feel it coming? Yes, well done, sir. Well done, you're two for two. Well... Uh, I'm my weekend catalog is running low. We'll see if I can maintain <laughs> it through the entire show. Perfect. Golden Knights lead the Wild one nothing with 7:46 left in the first period. Predators and Stars about to face off. Seattle home to Arizona. That one doesn't start until eight o'clock. Baseball tonight. Rough go for the Blue Jays. Bottom of the fourth, they are trailing the Royals five nothing. NCAA championship game. San Diego State taking on UConn. That one tips off in about. 45 minutes. Oilers flew to Los Angeles today after practicing. They play the Kings tomorrow. It starts at 8.30 Mountain Time. We'll have the face-off show starting at 7. So I'll have a one-hour edition of Inside Sports from 6 to 7. Transition to the face-off show at 7 o'clock. Another big showdown between the Oilers and the Kings. Oilers clinching that playoff spot on Saturday with the 6-0 route of the Anaheim Ducks. And I was very pleased to briefly see this gentleman in studio 99. He's been on the show a lot over the past few years, and he's uh, enjoying taking in some Oilers victories as well. 1993 Grey Cup champ, longtime member of the Double E, Jed Roberts, joining us tonight on Inside Sports. Hello, Jed. Hey, how's it going? Funny, uh, funny seeing you again after like what? What was it? 48 hours ago. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, ni- it's nice you're on the show again. I, I was happy to see you. Yeah, you were there, of course, with Trent Brown, who was on the show Friday, and Trent's with James H. Brown, who are the title sponsors of this show, and they sponsor Fill the Net. They give a hundred dollars to Six Thirty Chet Centers Anonymous every time the Oilers score. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, how long have you and Trent been buddies now? 30 going on 34 years like uh we were teammates together we got kind of thrown together as roommates for um the great cup in 1990 like he we were both on the practice roster i played two games that year and he didn't play any games that year he was just on the practice roster and uh, we didn't really know each other because he was one of those guys that was the last guy in and then the first guy to leave every day in practice so I was like, I have suspected maybe he wasn't even on the team. I just thought he just kind of hung around and was a support staff. But we spent a week together at uh, Grey Cup in Vancouver, and I, I just I discovered very quickly that was one of the he's one of the all time greatest personalities I've ever come across. Like he's a guy that you just never forget. Um, the okay. first thing he did, we went for lunch and he ordered in Mandarin. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, when I say he's interesting, I'd be like, that's exactly what I mean. He's a he's a different cat, man. <laughs> I did not know he speaks Mandarin. What's the sto- what's the story there? 
Well, his mom is kind of bohemian, right? And, uh, you know, sort of educated him in, in ways that, you know, most parents don't do with their kids. And so he he can play musical numbers on the piano. He's very, he's, he's a renaissance man. Like, he can do things that not, like, he's very good at magic. <laughs> he's, uh, uh, we were world-class Name That Tune uh, players on, uh, we played Name That Tune with stewardesses all over North America. So, on planes, so it, was a, it was an amazing run. <laughs> well, I knew he was a very uh, diverse gentleman, but I, I didn't know yeah. it went to that extent. So that's uh, yeah. that's pretty cool. So what what do you mean that like that to me, Jed? I got to clarify this. That's often not a great thing to say about a former teammate that he was the last one to get to practice and the first one to leave. Did those yeah, habits it, change? Uh, that- that was in his early career, and then uh, absolutely, uh, as time passed, he, he kind of came to the team with a bit of a bad reputation because uh, he'd had a tryout with Ottawa. He drafted, he got drafted by them, and then uh, it didn't really go well. And then he went to Saskatchewan, and that didn't go well either. So this was kind of his third kick at the cat, and uh, if it didn't work, well, that was going to be it for him. So. I remember Don Southern, our defensive coordinator, kind of talking to him. I don't know why he was doing this, but he was talking to the room before the meeting started, and he was like, you know, the guy's really talented, but we just can't quite figure out what makes him tick. And, boy, he wasn't off by much because uh, Trent's a different dude, man. Like, <laughs> and I say that in the best possible way. He just, he's, he's just so much too, more to him than football, right? Like, and that was just something that football was just something he just happened to be really good at. Uh, he was a really good hockey player. I think he played junior B at one point. He was uh, he was uh, city champ in the hundred meter dash in high school. I think he could finish first or second. Um, he played ba- basketball. He was an unbelievable athlete. He, he could do the Jason Williams around the back pass, you know, where he fakes it around the back and then dishes it off. Like we used to play the. We used to play basketball all day long in the off season. That's how we stayed in shape back then. You know, it was a different uh, era back then. But uh, yeah, he was a lot of fun. We play aerobic, play frisbee, frisbee golf, and you know, he just did all kinds of different things. We weren't uh, we weren't your run of the mill football players, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, I mean, more topics for me to dive into uh, with Trent next time he's on the show. That's that, that's pretty cool. How many Oilers games you been to this season, man? Well, you know, I I go like Trent actually just go sort of called me on uh, on the weekend and said, "Hey, man, you like you you're feeling like maybe you want to come to a game?" And I'm like, and he goes in the chairman's club, so that's like once in a lifetime. So anytime he asks, I just drop whatever I'm doing, and I'm like, "Yeah, of course." You know, sometimes I'll take my kids, or but uh, you know, and it's just nice. And it just happened that that night it was just me and him, and I really like it when it's just me and him because. Um, when there's other people around, Trent's is a different way, right? But when he's one-on-one, I, I just really thoroughly enjoy the guy because he's so smart and so uh, such an interesting guy. And he's got all these things on his mind. It's just interesting to hear him talk. So we really had a wonderful night. And you couldn't have scripted it any better. Like, we actually turned to each other and said, you know what, listen, it's five to nothing. We both like to leave early, right? We have this thing where we get out five minutes left in the game. And uh, we get home, we beat the rush or whatever. He drives, I take the LRT to the north side. Well, we look at each other, and Trent's like, wouldn't that be something if Leon got his third, you know, got the hat trick, and then he got his 50th goal, and then we could just go home five minutes early. And then, bang, sure enough, 30 seconds later, five minutes left, Leon got his hat trick. And so we just said, okay, see ya, gave each other a hug and a kiss and left. <laughs> that's, well, first of all, that's amazing. Uh, you're, he doesn't give you a ride. You're riding the LRT. But I know you're yeah. a man of the people, so that's okay. Uh, yeah. But uh, when that 50th went in, 
the crowd is always great at Rogers Place. There was a little bit extra in it. You saw Leon celebrate, and, and really there was that extra jump from the crowd when he put that shot yeah, and you could tell he wanted it because he was shooting. Like, I think, what, he had nine shots or something, which was something really – he doesn't normally shoot that much because he's such an incredible passer. But you could tell he really wanted it, and I think the guys really wanted it for him too because they just kept beating him. And, uh, yeah, I didn't think he was going to get it uh, <laughs> the way he did, you know. Um, but, yeah, he just – it's just been a really – I don't think people I, – I talk to people all the time. Like, I came here in 1990 when they skated around the rink with the with Stanley Cup from winning it the spring before and uh, it's just been such a long time, you know, and, and Gretzky had just left and Messier was on his way out. You know, we just, we have it so good right now. And I just like, anytime you get an opportunity to see this team play and do some of the things that these guys are doing, they're doing things that have never been done. Like the best power play of all time. Like you just, you're seeing things that have never been done before, you know, and it, and it's just a, we're just so privileged to be able to see that, you know, and, and I've really enjoyed watching Ken Holland overhauled roster to the point where we've got these big rugged forwards forwards up and down the lineup you know whereas uh you know only four or five years ago you know we had a bunch of pinners running around that wouldn't go in the corners you know now we're the exact opposite so it's just fun to watch the transformation that's taken place you can tell that connor has been kind of in the year management saying links listen we need to be you know a little bit tougher on the blue line, bang, they go out and they pick up back home. You know, you need to, we need a couple of power forwards, bang, you get Costin and you get Kane and, you know, two of the best. Uh, it's just, it's just nice to see like everybody, everything coming together. And, you know, these guys are a lot of new faces here right now. And they're still getting to know each other. Right. So it's just kind of, kind of exciting to see like how much better they can get over this little stretch run. Um, I want to ask you, uh, oh, sorry, Jed. Go ahead. Yeah, go no, ahead. I, 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 yeah. I'm just going to say, uh, I, I want to ask you from your experience, not just as a fan, but of having played pro football, because I think this this uh, idea can translate to any sport, any team sport. And Kelly and Kelly Rudy and I were talking about it in the last half hour. I mean, Leon wanted that fiftieth goal, right? He, he wanted to get there. Um, the the val like. To, tell me about how being selfish and being an awesome team player can sometimes go hand in hand. You know what I mean? You know what? Like Leon has a reputation and it's not just on this team and it's not just in the city because you know, we're all, we're all homers here, right? Like we all love the Oilers that that's never up for dispute. But if you look around the league and you talk to anyone, say you're talking to the Carolina hurricanes and you ask those guys on that roster, who's the best passer in the NHL? They'll tell you Leon's the best passer. And he's not the best passer because he never passes the puck. He's the best passer because when he passes it, man, it's right on your tape. And uh, and I think the guys on the team really appreciate that about him. And so when it was time for him to get his, because he was, uh, you know, everybody was looking at that 300 goal and Connor's up over 60. And, you know, and I think that these guys are taking turns, like making sure that everybody gets theirs, right? There's plenty enough, plenty to go around. But that was why it was so electric when he got it. You could tell he wanted it because Leon's a different animal when he's motivated. He plays a different way, right? Like sometimes people accuse him of being lazy, but that's because he's so good because when he's on, he's on, right? And when he's off, he just, he's not quite there, but, he was in like that last five minute scramble there for that 50th goal. Like he was playing, like it was like game seven in the Stanley cup, but he wanted that puck and he wanted to put it in and he, that's exactly what he did. So 
cool to watch that team working together like they are right now. And it's just uh, scary to think of how much better they can be, you know, if they can get their goaltending to keep kind of, you know, peaking at the right time and get the defenders playing the way they need to be playing in front of them. I like the way DeArnay clears out the, the crease right now. And Ekholm's playing really well. I think Ekholm's starting to bounce down, like kind of come to earth a little bit. I think this first couple of games are like, whoa, we didn't know he could shoot like that. And I don't really think he normally does, but Connor and Dre get you a lot of room on the ice. And I think that's something that people don't realize. You know, you get a couple of extra steps toward the net because the guys are looking to see where Connor and Dre are. And uh, that just makes the team, makes things a lot easier for everybody else on the ice. But, uh, Ted Roberts joining us today on Side Sports. The, they, they beat uh, Los Angeles last week, play them again tomorrow. But David had that big hit that injured Mikey Anderson early in the game. Um, you know, I'm sure Kings fans don't like it, or those fans will like it. That's how it goes when uh, in, in a partisan uh, cheering environment. But your your look, and again, from both your you know career as a football player and now your view as a guy who watches a lot of sports, especially football and hockey, the the impact of your best players sometimes taking the reins to also be your most physical or most aggressive player. And that's something that I've noticed this year is that uh, we knew Leon was physical, but I don't think people realize how strong Connor is away from the puck. You know, I've seen him... You know, it never. Nobody ever accused him of being the greatest back checker in the world, but he he can when he's motivated to do so. And I think in order for this team to take the next step, you know, last year they made it to the conference finals or were you know, you know, they didn't win any of those games, but they they, they were also. And you mentioned the the hit that Connor had on Anderson there. That was a receipt for last year's sloop in the playoffs. You know, when the Kings when Anderson took Trey down. Uh, I firmly believe that. I think uh, guys have long memories, man, and that's that's indic- that's a spectrum-wide thing. Like across all sports, people don't forget when things like that happen, right? So, I'm sure that Connor was aware of where Anderson was, and I don't know. I'm not going to comment on whether or not the hit was dirty or whatever that is. It is what it is, right? But uh, you know, when you sloop at a guy like that, and and it affects his ability, that that affected the way the team performed after. Absolutely, I'll stick to that. But Connor, I mean, sorry, Dre probably had no business even playing. On on that knee after that but uh, that just shows you the type of character he is and that's another thing that's another reason why guys want to look out for him when it's his turn to get the buck all right so they got six or five games left now sorry five games left now are you concerned about where they finish and who they play or do you just want them to be because i mean the, given the way the standings are they could go well i guess you know, four and zero or four zero and one, and and then still wind up third if LA and Vegas keep winning, and if they lose to LA tomorrow, are, are you concerned about the first round matchup, or do you just say, just be feeling good, be playing well going into the playoffs? Well, I, I'm gonna say I'm from a, a fan perspective because I have no idea what's going on in that dressing room, and I don't think really anybody does other than the guys in there, but. I, I do know this though that division is crazy right now. I mean, the West division, the the they're. The records are, are crazy. Like the Kings have won a whole pile of games. The, the Knights have won a, t- a whole pile of games. I, I don't think anybody really wants anything to do with the Wild right now. You know, like there's there's some pretty good uh, out in the West here. Like the the, the matchups are just going to be insane. You know, so I I would opt on you know try to finish as high as you can to get the most favorable matchup in the first round because you want to have. You know, yeah, it's great. I, you don't want to be able to say, oh, it doesn't matter who we play. But, you know, I, I would rather see, you know, 
uh, a lower seeded team and, and and have a bit more of a of an advantage going into the first round. But you know, at the end of the day. Everybody will always say it doesn't matter who we play. We just need to be playing our best hockey. And I think that our family, uh, Oilers, if they're playing their best hockey, I don't think there's really anybody that can beat them. You know, the way they're going right now, if, as long as they continue to win face-offs and, and work on that puck possession, which is something that was a bit of an Achilles heel. And you've noticed that Dre and uh, Connor's stats are up this year on their face-offs, and then they went out and got another center. I mean, Bustad probably sub-50 face-offs, but he's still – you know he's a big dude, and when he when he wants that puck, if he if he keeps working at it the way he is, I think he came in his first couple of games. He was like way up around ninety percent. You know that wasn't going to be sustainable. But uh, that's those are the, the little things right now. Like playoff hockey is a completely bleed, uh, breed different breed from the regular season. It's just like you know when you're playing play, playoff football or basketball. You know people are gripping their sticks a little bit tighter. People are uh, you know the refs are calling it a different way and. You know, they tend to put their whistles away. But, you know, if they don't put their whistle away and they call a power play for the uh, Oilers, you know what the result's going to probably be. You know, three times out of ten, it's probably going to go the Oilers' way. So, uh, man, I'm just stoked. I, I, I want the playoffs to start tomorrow. But you know, I also want the Oilers to take these next few games to find kind of find their way in terms of, like, what's going on between the, between the pipes and get their relationship nailed down there with their D-man and get the communications going and maybe get Bouchard settled down. Uh, maybe not have him get the yip so much. I'd like to see Holloway come back at some point. Uh, I think they're going to need him down the stretch run if, if he's at all available. Um, I'd like to see McLeod. You know, we just got like it's just fun to watch the the progression and the options. See those guys fighting for playing time. You know, whereas that's not a luxury we have, I think we really had in years past. So it's just exciting, man. I can't wait. It's going to be fun. All right. Well, I, I I love your enthusiasm, Jed, and I, and I always love your perspective on usually football, but tonight uh, hockey, which is which is pretty fun too. Hey, remind people what you're doing around the city these days because you're helping a lot of uh, a lot of people uh, work through their lives, aren't you? Yeah, I'm working with at risk youth. Uh, something I've been doing for about off and on for about 25, 30 years. Um, you know, I'm always kind of looking for other things to do. I'm also doing some work with the Elks. Uh, helping them with their community relations. Uh, we've got a football camp, I think, coming up here. Uh, I can't remember the exact date. It's next Monday, I believe. Um, so that's going to be fun for Capital District Minor Football. And got to go out there and help the kids run around, learn some new skills and stuff like that. I don't know if it's next Monday or the Monday after. I'm I'm a little bit scrambled right now in terms of like when things are. But that's not unusual. You ask my wife. I never even know what I'm doing next five minutes. So I have to get somebody. Uh-huh. To, I, <laughs> my wife's like my chaperone. So. I don't get into trouble, but uh, right. yeah, well, you know, I, I appreciate you having me come on. I always love coming on here. It's, it's always a lot of fun talking to you. Yeah, I, I was really happy to see you the other night, uh, Jed. Too. I always appreciate your time, man. It's it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Enjoy the uh, the rest of the weather season, man. We'll talk again soon. Oh, don't worry, I will. Thanks, Reed. Right on. That is Jed Roberts checking in love talking to that man as he told you does great work in the community he's been doing that ever since he retired from playing for the uh, green and gold won the great cup back in 1993 it is 651 it's inside sports on 630 chat the steal by Ekholm the lead pass and now looking for 50 Dreisaitl gets it Rishad inside the left post that's 50 and a hat trick for Leon Dreisaitl uh, there's the big 50th for dry settle from Saturday night. Jack Michaels with the call. Jed Roberts, one of the 18,000 plus in attendance for that game. Got to see it just before he and Trent Brown uh, beat the rush and left Rogers place. 
780-496-0063. Derek Scott, give me a couple of messages we have coming in, please. All right. Well, let's see what we got on the old text line. First of all, as a uh, happy birthday wish, uh, it was Daryl and D-Day wanted to know if you got yourself canned ham for your birthday. Well, I give out the canned hams. I don't get them. I, I, the, the, gift, uh, the, the gift for me is giving out the canned hams. All right. Thank, well, thank you, though. How about this one? Uh, hey, Reed, any truth to the Cujo rumor being the e-bug? Norman a combine. Cujo being the e-bug? I have not heard that. I think he's joking around. Ah. Did you hear that? I didn't hear that. No, I didn't hear that either. That was kind of a shocker to me. I don't think Cujo is uh, any interested in being an e-bug at this point in his life. How old is Curtis Joseph? Oh, boy, that's a good question. Just double-checking. By the way, the the book that Curtis Joseph put out a few years ago is outstanding. That was was a great book. Uh, Cujo turns 56 on the 29th. Oh, okay. Maybe that's an April Fool's joke, I would think. Uh, The book that that Cujo put out, what's it called? Cujo, The Untold Story of My Life on and Off the Ice, released in 2018. That is a great book. I I mean, sometimes you get these sports books, and they might be good, but they're very maybe superficial or don't really dive into anything with substance about a person's life. Mm -hmm. Cujo's book was outstanding, and he grew up in really, really... Uh, difficult conditions, you know, like he, he did not have, a, I guess, what you would consider a very, you know, safe or, or loving childhood. So it's probably a great so, read then. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's really good. I, I, I thought that was one of the better uh, sports biographies or autobiographies, I suppose, I've read in the last few years. What's going on? <coughs> oh, pardon me. What's going on with the Calgary Flames? The Oilers are in. Are the Flames going to join them? Pat Steinberg's coming up.